0: Hey, traders, of Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about risk percentage and some things that often slip through the cracks but can be very harmful for your trading if you don't pay attention to them. Now, before we hop into things, I want to remind you guys www.tier1trading.com. That is the site to go to if you are serious about learning how to trade. Sign up for the 14-day trial membership. That way you can get on the platform, see if our teaching style and our trading style is a match for you before making any type of commitment. We know everyone's different, so we want to make sure that we are the right fit before we start walking you through this journey of becoming a consistently profitable trader. Again, 14-day trial membership available at www.tier1trading.com now I got to make this quick cuz I actually have to run to a meeting in a little bit, but I got a question from a trader that I work with this morning who was going through backtesting and had a question about money management, right? So, just to familiarize you guys if you're new to the process, right? The first step of the process is learning how to trade. The second phase of the process is going through some type of strategy or system development where you're either going about creating your own trading strategy or you're taking a trading strategy that is already there and maybe you're tweaking it to your liking or you're just trading it as is. Right? It doesn't really matter what you do as long as you find something that fits your personality and something that fits your lifestyle after you've done that and you've practiced it right you've started developing your RAS your reticular activating system your um basically the thing that allows your eyes and your brain to lock into whatever it is that you need to see then you want to start that back testing process and the back testing process is where you're acquiring your numbers it's also a process where you're making tweaks you're thinking of ideas and maybe making a little bit of adjustments but what you're doing essentially is ensuring that Your system or strategy is consistently profitable over time through different market conditions. Now, the cool thing about backtesting is when you are done, you have a massive amount of data. And this is where the fun begins. I I think we all get into trading initially and we start having dreams of like, man, I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to buy this or I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do that and we always want to put the money ahead of the process we right? have we have this dream and then and we forget about what it takes to achieve that dream well finally after the backtesting phase and we're not saying the dream is anywhere near complete because trading psychology and live trading is a whole different beast but at least you start having the numbers which is the best estimate you can get on what your system and strategy is likely to produce. Then you can do the next part of the journey where you can, you can say that, hey, okay, if I start with this amount, how much will this system or strategy produce me? what is my return on investment year over year? And then you can kind of fix and finagle that based on how aggressive, how conservative you are, how much you want to risk. If you're someone that wants to implement a position sizing strategy, for example, we give out a spreadsheet where we use smooth um, ratio, a money management strategy, which allows you to increase your profits as your trading career goes on or assuming you're consistently profitable. Of course, you can start implementing that and playing around with how aggressive you can be before you're too aggressive, how conservative you can be um if you're a little bit kind of on the edge about things anyway the cool part is actually seeing how much money you can make again process over outcome that's always the goal right follow the process but we want to see how much money we can make with trading because ultimately that is why we are getting into trading and a trader was playing around the money manager spreadsheet playing around with his risk And he got a little bit confused with, you know, what risk means like, hey, if I'm risk, you know, should I, you know, I guess the question he asked was, what's more valuable, um, my return on investment percentage or the pips? And in this case, he was trading using a 1% risk per trade, meaning that every single trade, he was only willing to risk 1% of his account. So no matter if he lost 50 pips on a trade, no matter if he lost five pips on a trade, no matter if he lost 100 pips on the trade, the loss was always exactly the same, 1%. And if I remember correctly, I think he was doing a one-to-one risk reward or something like that, or maybe a one-to-two, so his wins was always 2%. But anyway, I said, since you're doing this type of risk management tactic the PIP number isn't going to matter too much. Obviously, it matters because you need that PIP amount number to decide what your risk is from a monetary perspective. But the most important number you can have is going to be your percentages, right? What are your overall percentages when it's all said and done? And a lot of traders do this, but a lot of traders also do this wrong. So what they do is they look at all their stats, they see the percentage, you know, um, trade one wins one percent or wins two percent. Trade two loses one percent. Trade three wins one percent, two percent. Trade four loses one percent. Right? They they do this thing for trade over trade over trade for thousands of trades, and then they look at the end number and say, "Man, I'm up ten percent, or I'm up twenty percent, or I'm up fifty percent, whatever that number may be." But in reality, that is not the way you want to calculate things because. That 1% or that 2% for the win is actually going to be different, right? It is not a steady number. And the reason for this is that, well, remember, every time you win, your account is going to grow. Every time you lose, your account is going to decrease. As your account grows, 1% of your current present account size is something different than what 1% of your previous account size was, right? So for example, if you have a $10,000 account and you do 1% of $10,000, right? That is 100, right? 1% of $10,000 is 100. Now, let's say you lose that trade and you lose 1%. Right, your account size is no longer ten thousand dollars, it is nine thousand dollars and you know, nine thousand nine hundred dollars. Right now, one percent of nine thousand nine hundred dollars is slightly lower than what it was before. Now, imagine this trade over trade over trade over trade after massive winning streaks, after massive losing streaks, after periods of back and forth. Right one percent isn't going to be a steady number as your account grows what that one percent risk is will actually grow what that two percent reward is will actually grow as well and vice versa as your account decreases that one percent is going to be less and less and less this is why it's so important that we remember to look at the big picture, the full picture. And I've said this time in, time out on this podcast and in many of my YouTube videos and training lessons that the most important thing for me is the equity curve, right? I love numbers. Don't get me wrong. They tell me a lot. But the equity curve is the most important because it shows me the journey. It doesn't just show me point A and then takes me to point Z, right? It shows me the entire alphabet, all the ebbs and the flows and what it looked like to get to point Z because I can tell you this, right? And I learned this lesson when I was um, managing money, right? Investors don't really care as much about what the end game is, the end number is, don't get me wrong, that matters. But Real investors don't really care about the end game. They're more concerned about how you got to that end game. Because I remember when I was managing money, I would promise people like, hey, I can make you like a 40% return and blah, 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 blah. And the first question they asked like, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. What's your drawdown look like, right? They wanted to see how much of a dip did I take to create that 40% return? Because at no time do they want more than, you know, really 10% of their money to ever be out of their account. So that's where I really started focusing in on the journey. And The same thing is going to be for this, right? Take a look at your journey Um, because you may have numbers that say, hey, 1% risk is awesome, but if you have these massive dips and now all of a sudden you've got these big losing streaks and then you have this winning streak but on your winning streak your two percent wins aren't really that much because your account size is so small it may not make up for that losing streak so it's very important that you apply a monetary value to your results so Have your results and then put a mock. Hey, if I started with $10,000, this is what it would look like. If I started with $100, this is what it would look like. If I started with, you know, whatever your number is, this is what it would look like. And that brings me on to the next part of this topic. I got got a question. I I did a post like this on social media, just a little quote thing. And I got a really good question. He says, wow, this is great, but I have a question for you um for a trader who is managing what do you say ten thousand dollars and risking one percent as the account grows or the trader's skills grows is now managing let's say he took his account from ten thousand to a hundred thousand which is a massive amount of money in his country it's a massive amount of money in any country i would say um the question is does this trader is it advisable for this trader to keep risking one percent um or Should he maybe reduce that? And that's going to be a very personal decision because ultimately you never want to risk more than you're comfortable with, right? You never want to risk more than you're comfortable with. Um, So if 1% of $100,000 is an uncomfortable amount for you to risk on any given trade, then I would suggest that you reduce your risk. Now, before you do that, however, I would say this your comfort will grow over time. And, and I, I can tell you this from personal experience, right? So going back to managing money, right? When I started managing money, I was I was managing about a quarter mil, right? So a little bit over um, $250,000, probably about $350,000 total, right? And before that, when I was trading my own account, I was trading with about like a $5,000 account, right? I started with like 10,000. I had blown half of it as I I typically did at the time, and I had about $5,000 left. So just to give an example, right? I was probably trading like one mini lot, right? One mini lot per trade. So each pip, each tick in the market was worth a dollar. So if we jumped down a hundred pips, I would lose a hundred dollars, right? When I was trading a $300,000 account, the position size, let's just put it this way, right? what I was winning or losing per pip was pretty much the same amount as what I would lose in a a full trade with my own personal account. It was a massive jump, right? I'm talking that I was trading like, you know, almost two standard lots. um, You know, that's $20 per pip, right? On some of these trades. And it was very nerve wracking. It was very uncomfortable because, you know, $20 Twenty dollars for pip—that's a—that's a, a lot of money. That, that would be an example of a bigger one, you know, but twenty dollars a pip was a massive amount of money. Like that's a lot, right? You go down five pips, you're down a hundred dollars. What <laughs> the things I could do with a hundred dollars? But the reason it was so scary is because I went straight from one dollar pip to twenty dollar pip, right? I, I, I times it by twenty right away. It was very intimidating, right? This is the same way—not to get too off track. A lot of why a lot of professional athletes go broke because they go from a very kind of poor lifestyle to having all the money in the world and they don't really know how to deal with it. There was no middle ground. It's just going from broke to well to rich, broke to rich, broke to rich, right? Now, the benefit of you growing your own account. So if you're managing money, there's nothing to do with it. If, if you're just going from a little bit of money to managing money, there's nothing to do with it. You got to you know, look within, deal with those psychological demons and, and, and whatnot. If you are someone who is growing your account, You're going to have to wait to make this decision until you're actually pressed with it because you're not going to go straight from what I say, a a mini lot position to um, two standard lots. Right. It's going to be a progression. As your account grows, you're going to go from trading one mini lot to two mini lots to four mini lots to five. Right. And as your account grows you become, you're kind of dipping your toe and easing your way into trading more. You're growing as a trader. You're becoming more confident in yourself. You're becoming more confident with your system. It may not be as scary as it seems. Plus, at least in my experience, right, the more you involve yourself in the market, the more you trade, the more you start to see things a little bit differently, right? When I first started trading, everything was like dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Now I think about everything in percentages. So if it's 1%, it doesn't matter what the account size is, it's 1%, right? I don't look at a trade and and say, I lost $300. I look at a trade and say, hey, I lost 1%, right? So it doesn't, it's never a big deal. Now, again, will that happen to you? Will that happen to this trader? I don't know, man, that's part of the journey, but it's a perfectly valid question. It's something that you need to think about, but it's something that you're going to have to deal with at the time. And I think in real time, again, if you're steadily growing your account, It's not going to be as much as a shock as you may think. Now, if you're someone that's going into managing money, I don't know what to tell you. You just have to, you know, we can sit down, we can read some books, we can we can talk. I can I can share a few my experiences, but um, it is going to be a a jump of. Uh, it's going to be a tough jump, right? Not just you know managing someone else's money, which is scary, but uh, managing a large sum of money. But if you can think in percentages, right? If you can think in percentages, and we should always be thinking in percentages, it's going to make life a lot easier for you. It's going to allow you to adapt and adjust without the risk of kind of that psychological meltdown that comes with thinking about strictly the money hey guys hope you enjoyed the show don't forget show your boy some love on youtube check out my youtube channel just youtube search akil stokes i've got daily videos up there i've got the live stream every tuesday wednesday and thursday at 7 30 a.m showcasing my new york live trading room and of course i've got the weekend trading edge video which is a staple of my youtube channel which is a market outlook video that comes out each every weekend. Again, Akil Stokes on YouTube, youtube.com slash Akil Stokes. Check it out, subscribe, and hit that bell so you don't miss the next upload.